Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are listening to The Coming Out Tapes, an audio archive of LGBT stories. I'm your host, Keris Bradley, and throughout this season, I'll be talking to lots of different people from the community about lots of different things connected to coming out. A bit nervous, actually. Why are you nervous? I don't know. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be good. Just edit it so I sound really good, please. Um, I don't actually do very much editing. On oh, podcast, dear. So <laughs> what you say is what you get. Uh, okay, I'll try and edit myself then. Let's get started. Um, so, uh, in this... Uh, I'm not going to do... I'll do a fancy intro later. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but for the time being, interviewing the wonderful Anna Brzezajski. Brzezajski? How... how Pajajski. Pajajski. The first time I said it was okay. Mm. No. <laughs> I want to get, get it right. Um, okay. Anna Pajajski. So it's Pajajski. It's shy. Yeah. Anna, Anna Pajajski. I almost said it Anna Pajajski, but that's obviously... I mean, that that's right, but yeah. Weird, weird. Cadence. Or, I mean, if you don't want to do that, you could just go Pajajski like that. Like, you don't have to do the je, you can just do je. These are your notes. Yeah, what does it say? I can't remember. Are you saying that you're a role model and that you're brave? No, I'm, say- no, I'm saying that um, role models are really important. Here's, here's my notes. I've just reminded myself to tell the listeners no, that I'm really brave. Look, that is actually, to d- well, we can talk about it later, but it's really, last year I got called a role model and I felt awkward about it obviously because it's a really awkward thing to be called and I still wasn't out and so I was like oh that's made me feel like not good about being a role model okay so today anyway, we <coughs> okay 
<laughs> this is why I knew I couldn't interview you. Because Sorry. I'm just not going to be able to take it seriously. No. I'm taking it very seriously. You are. I'm not. Oh. Um, <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, it's not been a very serious day. Oh. So I got back at one last night. And then I was going to do a bit of work and then go to the gym and then come here. And then I worked out that if I skip the gym then I could watch two more episodes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> so that's what I did. Oh well. Right. Starting drawing a line under it. Um Okay, so today, uh well for this segment we're gonna be interviewing for this segment I'm going to be interviewing Anna Pajajski, um, who is very different and uh is very cool, um and came out by email. Um, hence the whole episode uh, being about emails because I wanted to, to make a whole whole theme just for you. Um, so before we get started, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. So my name is Anna. I'm currently deciding what word I like to use for myself. So I guess I'm some combination of queer, lesbian and gay and I haven't yet decided what I'm actually going to use. Quiz BA. Yeah. We'll work on it. Next, next question. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, who who are you outside of that bit of you? Oh, well, outside of that, uh, my day job is a material scientist. Mm. I work at UCL in a department called the Institute of Making. Um, so, I mean, this isn't relevant to this, but I research 4D printing and smart materials. Um, I also like swimming. Um so a big part of my life is long distance open water swimming. I swam the English Channel last year. What? And uh, I also play the trumpet <gasps> in a funk and soul covers band. Amazing. Um, cool. And so let's go back to the stuff which is relevant to an LGBT podcast. So you're not really sure which word you want to use yet. Mm. Um, so why don't you just use all of them? I have been using all of them depending on the situation. Mm. Um, I suppose I felt most comfortable initially using the word gay because I found an interesting distinction between the words that we use. So you can be a lesbian or gay. So one is a noun and one is like an adjective. And so I found like being the noun one, being a lesbian was a little bit more like intimidating for me. Whereas gay was a description and there's, it's a, I felt it much more open to interpretation. Whereas I, in my head, which is probably an effect of like society, etc. But in my head, I didn't feel like I felt fit into a lesbian like category. I see. Um, so what is the word gay? You said that it was kind of like open to interpretation. What's your interpretation? Uh, well, I'm a woman who likes women, I guess. And I also appreciate that that is the definition of a lesbian, <laughs> but I feel like it, it, I feel like the word lesbian is very loaded hmm. and I need to work out for me whether that is like in line with myself. You can bear that load. Yeah. And I would like to be able to, like, I do think part of this is political and you know, I think I would like to be able to call myself a lesbian because I'm sure my 
resistance to using the word is rooted in misogyny. Not not that I am a misogynist, but just that like the 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 depiction of lesbians in our culture is not necessarily like kind. I feel like its usage is often like derogatory. And so that is obviously rooted in misogyny and I would like to be able to kick back against that. But it is also currently at odds with like how comfortable I feel. So are you saying that you think that part of the reason why you feel uncomfortable using that word is internalised misogyny or that you have other reasons for not liking the word but you kind of feel some kind of kind of like feminist kind of desire to use that yeah. word anyway because you know that that's kind of like anti-patriarchal yeah definitely yeah I think that's a good way of putting it so you know sometimes I will use the word lesbian for myself um but for example when I came out to my parents I came out to them as gay okay um and then the word queer you're also sometimes using yeah um not as frequently but um I like it as as a word because again it's less prescriptive I feel it's prescriptive in a different way I guess like yeah I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about it but I like it just like testing the waters yeah you know I mean currently listeners I'm wearing stripy dungarees which are like possibly the queerest (laughs) possible clothes well no because they're black and white are they they're they're not it's not like a full rainbow it's great oh that is true if it was rainbow that would be the ultimate but yeah i'll get some sharpies later um and then also very gay hair it's true sorry very lesbian hair thank you (laughs) yeah well this is the thing right um yeah yeah or queer hair who knows I can't even remember the word that I invented. Quesby gay hair. Sure. You don't like it. I'll go in and ask for that next time and who knows what I'll come out with. Um, So when did you first come out sort of to yourself using any of those words? So I first came out to myself um, when I changed my, like, preference on Tinder (gasps) from men to women. But I remember it really specifically, like, being a thing. And I was kind of just like, let's just see what happens. Um, And so I think that was probably, like, obviously there was a lot leading up to that moment of, like, fleeting thoughts. But, like, that was the the time when I, like, actually did something about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) How did did that work out for you? Um, Well... I went on some dates with women off of Tinder, which were not that successful, but that's because it's Tinder, right? Um, I mean, that was my experience. But crucially, you did not struggle to find matches on Tinder because of your amazing Tinder bio. <laughs> which Karis wrote, listeners. Yes. It, did. it was great. It is excellent. You can give me any three characteristics about a person and then I'll write you an amazing Tinder Tinder profile. I think we need to tell the listeners what it is now. Yes. <laughs> Can you remember it? Listeners, I don't have Tinder anymore. I'm sorry to disappoint. Um, so it was something like your characteristics were... It was... Uh, Anna is a material... You weren't talking of the person you were saying I, but it's weird if I say it. So Anna is a material scientist um, who's swum the channel and plays the trumpet. 
which means that um, she knows her way around a toolbox, uh, has amazing stamina and can hold her breath for a really long time or yeah, something like that. That was it. I mean, what a catch. Yeah. <laughs> it worked, though. <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> what actually... No, that's mean. Never mind. No, tell me. <laughs> what actually happened was I went on a date with an open water swimmer, but she was like a... Um, you know, like a... Not especially... Uh, she only did like 5Ks in a wetsuit, basically, <laughs> which I found really unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> I had literally no idea how you were going to insult this person. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not my fault. 5K is a long distance for swimming. Sure. I mean, yeah. How long is the channel? 21 miles. Okay. In a straight line. Anyway. Which you Look, I've do. come across really bad. No, but I've come across really badly in this. It's not that, like, I think everybody should swim and it's brilliant and there's no judgments at all. But, like, me personally, I find wetsuit swimmers not very attractive. Okay. But that's my problem. It's not, not anyone else's. Fine. <laughs> okay, so next. Next question. Um, okay, so so you came out sort of to yourself by changing your tinder yes was that like a did you feel like that was a moment yeah i did yes <laughs> i don't know really know what to say yeah it was definitely a moment um and obviously kind of after that point like that was that was just like one moment on my like path to like realizing this thing about myself um, and along that way, I came out to like all sorts of other people as well. Um, and yeah, so so that Tinder switching was, I think I worked out in 2016. So I'm 28 years old now. Um, and so I guess I was kind of like going through that process in like my early to mid 20s. Um, so who was the first person that was not you that you came out to? Right. <laughs> The first person that I came out that was not me was um, some friends of mine, school friends of mine at a wedding. Um, we were very, very drunk. Um, <laughs> and we were sitting on a hay bale in the middle of the Bedfordshire countryside. And I would be lying if I could remember the exact conversation. But essentially what happened was like, I think I came out to someone as bisexual. And um, I, think that, I think this was then. I think my friend said to me oh no 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 this wasn't that time anyway I'll tell that story later but I said oh yeah so essentially I was like uh I'm like fancy women and then my friend Lucy was like no you don't and I was like oh my god I just came out to you and you like don't believe me and then there was like much drunkenness so it didn't go that well like did it <laughs> you know get pick up from there did it turn um, out positively by the end of the conversation I mean, we probably just went back onto the dance floor and didn't say anything more of it. But, um, you know, that was like a little seed sowed in that friendship group. Shall I say other areas of my life? I have another question okay. that will lead to that. But on this one, did you like go to that wedding being like, going to come out to these people? Oh, no, no, I was... 
just very drunk. Okay. <laughs> but obviously it's been something that I was like playing on my mind. It was actually it was before switching Tinder profiles. So it was like oh, during see. the time of me being like maybe. Do you wanna just do that? <laughs> you were like, what? <laughs> very technical term but <laughs> questioning. That's the word. Yes, that is the word. Um no. But uh So you came up to someone else before you sort of got in your head around it yourself, you think? During the same same sort of time. So like prior to that I had been in a relationship with a man and during that relationship, like it was a, it was a good thing, like it was a love like more or less like a really good thing for me. Um but like during that time I was that that was when I started questioning really. Um, cause he was a little bit older than me and like him and his mates were quite serious like during the time that we went out which was like a year and a bit or something yeah something like that um, like basically all of his school friends got married and so like it was quite a kind of adult and all of his friends were straight so like adult like heterosexual group um, and I that I guess like the contrast of that between like what I was feeling I wanted was quite distinct so um, that kind of helped me along my way as well i think i remember when you broke up with that guy yes we were literally only just friends and yeah i was talking about it on our group chat because i'm a dickhead (laughs) you're looking for like advice on how to do it gently i think that doesn't make you it's true it is true um How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Um, so, so that was your first time coming out. Where in your life are you out? Now? Yeah. Um, I'm out at work. I'm out with my swimming friends. I'm out to basically all of my friends, apart from possibly very old friends, and one in particular, which we can talk about later, who I alluded to earlier, um, who I'm not out to yet. Uh, I'm out to my parents. I don't think I'm out to my extended family, but that's more my own laziness 
and yeah so you've kind of did you come out to everyone at the same time or you kind of had a list of very individual groups in your life ready to go there well this is one factor right because I feel like because I have all of these extracurricular activities that I'm heavily involved in um I do tend to have very distinct groups of friends so during my like period of like seriously coming out there was like pockets of people who I was and I wasn't out to um but I'm pretty much on the other side of that now but like yeah I I do tend to have very distinct groups of friends. So, yeah. I can't remember what the question was. Uh, did you come out to them all? Oh, no, it was, yeah, it was it was sequential. Um, not necessarily premeditated, but like, for example, well, so I started my current job about a year ago and I find it much easier to come out to people when they haven't known your whole backstory, especially because I, like, for a long time identified as a straight person. And so with old friends, like, I feel like there's a little bit more explaining to do or, like, unpacking to do with them. Whereas, like, with new friends... You just burst in. You just burst in. your dungarees. In your dungarees. And they draw the correct assumptions. (laughs) No. I mean, I did, like, explicitly come out, but... um, So work was, like, relatively easy. Um, And there's, like, several out people in my workplace already. So that helped, obviously, like with the knowledge that it's going to be cool um yeah new friends easy because again like it's um there's a less like backstory to have to rewind on <laughs> um and yeah the, the longer i've known people the the harder i find it becomes well you so you first sort of came out sort of coming out to people in 2016 and then when was the last time that you remember kind of coming out to someone kind of in your that you're close to pretty recently um i would say so when i trained to swim the, swim the channel last year um i got quite heavily involved with a group who trained down in dover um and their training season starts at the beginning of may so i went down to Dover every weekend for May, June and July before my swim. Um, and it's like a real like close knit community there. Um, extremely supportive. Like even though you've only just met these people, like you go through like awful training swims and it's very like, you really cut to the chase of like uh, emotion and like humanity when you were going through all this stuff. So they become very close to you very quickly. Um, and I, I guess I came out to a lot of them sort of over the summer period um, and a little bit after that as well, but I don't know. You came out to your parents after this? Mm, is that what you, were you leading to that question? <laughs> Sorry, you came, I went You came on. out to your parents this year. It's true, but so that, so the, what I was building up to was like oh, the, no. the wi- no, it's fine. The, like the wider swimming group. So a lot of my like close swimming friends I talked to about it, talked about it too, but um. The wider swimming group, I don't think, knew. But I've just recently been on a swimming holiday and uh, last weekend was the first weekend of the new season. And I said, sorry, I'm not going to make it because I have a hot date. And someone else in the group was like, oh. Who's the lucky guy? No, they were like, who's the lucky girl? Um, And so 
that was when like the wider group I think really I see I mean if they hadn't already guessed by the darn reason the question that I was leading up to was um, so you have all these different parts of your life mm. and you've come out to all of them separately and that's happened over quite a long period yeah so is it weird to move from one group where you are out to another group where you're not I wouldn't say it was weird um no so what I'm trying to set up a question Sorry. for you to answer is the thing that you were excited you said you were excited to talk about on Monday yeah about how you shared this part of your identity in some groups but not in others yes um what what nuggets of wisdom did I say on Monday I can't remember you were basically just like because you're there are some groups of people that you're more open with about this part of yourself yeah and then other groups that you aren't and that's really interesting that's the thing that you said on Monday right yes yeah I do find it I do find it interesting and I think it comes back to what I was saying about like how one feels about oneself in the present day which is like let's call that like maximum comfort with oneself like the the longer or kind of the more established a friendship group have been like the harder I find it to come out to them um because like they've known me throughout like many different stages of my life I think we basically we covered what I think you were going at okay before. cool right I'll move on to the next question um, which is do you have any good coming out stories <laughs> or like bad ones just like interesting ones that are worth talking about yeah so um, the friend that I alluded to earlier um, is my most long standing friend we've been friends since we were two years old we met in nursery <gasps> and I think she would agree that if we met today we probably wouldn't be friends um, but it's the sort of friend that like you obviously grow up a lot um, in that time and like yeah I think of her as my probably most conservative friend um I don't maybe I'm projecting onto her but I don't foresee that she knows many gay people or lesbian people or queer people um and so she's the one friend who I like would really like to know but who I am not out to yet however I have come out to her over five times <laughs> and uh, essentially how the conversation <laughs> how the conversation goes is her saying so Anna any men on the scene and me saying no I'm not really that into men anymore and her being like no I'm sure you're far too busy for all of that with all of your swimming and your blah and her yeah she she would never make that leap, I think, because it's just so outside of her radar. Um, and that's happened, like, yeah, like a lot of times now. And now I find it quite funny <laughs> to see, like, how many times I can say it without her realising. But ultimately, I should just come just... out to her and not stop dicking around. <laughs> but it is a bit of a running joke now. Oh, you're going to have to come out so many times, you might as well enjoy some of it. This is, I mean, it is ultimately very amusing. Um, and another friend of mine I came out to I said I think I'm I don't know what word I use but let's say I said I think I'm gay and she said I don't think you are I think you're just a free spirit (laughs) (laughs) I was like okay I guess you know me better than I know myself 
or whatever. Do you identify as free spirit? <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, I am about to buy a camper van, so. Uh, the like symbol of lesbianism. <laughs> the symbol of free spiritedness. Yeah. Um. All right. Final question. Uh. So, what does coming out mean to you? Um. Well, this is the bit where you looked at my notes and laughed at me. Um, <laughs> so in my notes, I've written down role model in air quotes, right? And what I mean, what I mean by that is um, last year I did a speech at my um, old school and they're like, you know, I think it was like A-level awards or something. blah, um, And they kept being like, oh, this person is such a role model. And I felt intensely awkward about that um because i'm a hot mess most of the time anyone that knows me like but that is because you literally work in a very hot room, <laughs> which is extremely messy <laughs> like you work with materials and you're always heating stuff up <laughs> it's true i do love a blowtorch but um anyway i found it very awkward because because coming out was very much playing on my mind during that time i especially felt like I wasn't really being true to myself in that moment because they they had sort of said like you're so inspirational you're swimming the channel like wow and I was like oh but that's not quite I didn't feel like I kind of deserved that label basically and coming out was a part of that I think um so I don't I don't know if there's a, a small soundbite that I can give you for like how it that how coming out what coming out means to me in that but um i think it requires a lot of bravery um and i guess in the last like two years i've done a lot of things that people would consider to be brave like swimming the channel in the jellyfish all night you swim the channel i didn't realize you haven't mentioned that um and like what else like i mean you also did you did a set at a UCL event in which you detailed an enormous amount of like terrible things that UCL does in front of like the dean of UCL. Oh yes, that was another another very brave thing. Yes, I spoke about all the sexism that I'd experienced at this person's university in front of a live audience. <laughs> um, yeah, all these sorts of things like have required bravery, but I still felt that coming out to my parents was like well. So those those instances of small pieces of bravery like definitely helped me to like stop dithering around and come out to my parents because I was like if you can fucking get in the sea and but get stung all the time then you can send this email and if they don't like it they can get in the sea exactly see what I did there love it (laughs) (laughs) um okay so coming out is is about what um, I'm looking for the sound, but you're a professional podcaster. You should. Coming out is about bravery and being true to yourself. Look, you said a sound bite. We're gonna put it over a picture of you swimming the channel to make an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Print it off on the poster. Uh, right. I don't know why I keep bringing it up, Karis. <laughs> I can't look at you when I do it. (laughs)
<laughs> Normally when I do Anna from the future, it's on my own. <laughs> okay. Hello, this is Anna from the future. I'm recording this message about six months after I had the initial conversation with Keris. And I wanted to update you lovely listeners with a couple of things. The first is that I came out to my friend that I mentioned in the podcast and she was like an epic legend about it. So that was a nice surprise and a nice thing that happened. So I wanted to update you about that. And then the second thing is about the discussion about the word lesbian and how I found it quite kind of, I guess, like intimidating or like it was a thing that I was working up to. Well, now I think that probably is the word that I use for myself. And I think one of the reasons I found it difficult was I found it quite like aspirational. Um, and like I wasn't quite up to those standards yet. <laughs> no, not standards, but like I wasn't quite up to it yet. Um, but now I feel that that is the word that I want to use for myself. Um, and I think some of it came from perhaps a bit of internalised homophobia which I've resolved in myself and so now that is my word thanks guys bye <laughs> do I put reverb on the whole thing? <laughs> I don't know you don't remember what Anna from the future no, said? no I, I always put reverb on the whole thing but it might be weird if you do okay I think I'll just put reverb on the beginning and the end Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Coming Out Tapes. I have been your host, Karis Bradley, and I would like to say thanks to Scary Boots for the artwork, which is available to purchase on Redbubble, Michaela Moody for the music, and Alex Lathbridge of the Smart Material Collective for his support of the project. If you want to get involved, please tweet at us, because we'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, and questions. If you liked this episode, subscribe and leave us a review, or recommend us to a friend, because it makes a big difference. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.